Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, you guys, don't forget, if you support this show on Patreon, you get a bonus show every week. It's like pre-show and post-show content that you don't get any other way. This week, we put up a 17-minute bonus show. Insane. Anyway, if you want that, help us out. Patreon.com slash core show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core, talking about video games. We talk about video games for the core player. That's right, Core Video Gamers. It's kind of a term I hate, but that's the name of our show, so we're just going to live with it. We're just going to have to stick with it. I'm Scott Johnson. Bo Schwartz is here. John Jagger's here. And uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving here in the United States. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, Canada already had yours. You had yours in October, right? You guys are done. It's old news. We're well past that. Yeah. You guys don't do anything. Nothing tomorrow, right? You guys just normal day for you? Normal day tomorrow. Okay. Like you don't even go, oh, let's have turkey like the Americans today or something like that. You don't do any of that. Nope. Nope. That's that's in October. All right. This is just nothing. And John? We have Remembrance Day for veterans. I think you guys do too in November. We have a different day, but yeah, we have one too. So we had that, but no one has turkey. We just have silence. When you, <laughs> well, John, do you, what do you do in Arizona? <laughs> Is it the same as here? Do you get, you're going with family and going to yes. have turkey and all that? Arizona okay. still celebrates Thanksgiving. Okay. We haven't uh, separated from that tradition yet. Okay, good. Uh, we don't mess with our clocks, but we do eat turkey. All right, so good. Yeah, we're going to have family together. Those that can make it. It turns out a big storm came in, and so. The amount of people showing up has changed. Just because of the... Oh, 
from out of state? People come from like snowy areas, or are they worried about rain? Uh, n- northern Arizona, where I grew up, oh. so they get a lot of snow up there in that area, and so they they are going to get just dumped on. So that's no fun. We're we're being yeah. dumped on currently, and as far as I'm concerned, I'll just stay here and eat soup for the next month. It's fine. I don't care. There you go. Yeah, I don't need to go anywhere. I'm good. I have all I need here. I just need internet. I need electricity. I need heat. The love of a good dog. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's it. That's all I need. And some video so games. A good, love, a good what? <laughs> a good dog. Normally okay, you say. So, well, you, normally the phrase is of a good woman, but it sounds sexist somehow. So I said dog because I like dogs. dogs I are... heard something dog adjacent. <laughs> That's what I wanted to clarify. Wait a minute. Dog adjacent. I don't even know what that means. So I mean, me- dog adjacent in letters. Oh. Oh. Maybe four letters. Oh, really? A little N jammed in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a new one. That is a like, new one. There's a lot of ways to celebrate the holiday. There really is. And one of those ways is to talk about games. <laughs> So, I've noticed that both of you and many of my friends are playing Diablo uh, 3 because they like the new season. Or, more likely, what I think is happening is a whole bunch of people got excited about Diablo 4's announcement and then were bummed out that it's not out yet. So, they got a hankering for Diablo and are now playing Diablo 3 again. Uh, That's the best I can figure. Uh, Although, I guess there are two new sets in this new season, so there is like new content not just sort of recycled content from a previous season so much. Uh, how's that going for everybody? I'm not in right now, and I'll tell you why later, but are we having fun? Are we enjoying ourselves? Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It, and I do. I think it's uh, I think it's a mix of three things. I think it's good timing with Diablo 4. I think you got a lot of people really hungry for that type of game. Mm-hmm. I think even you, who isn't playing Diablo 3, is feeling a little bit of that. I am. Uh, I think that, yeah, there's new content, there's the new sets, there's a new patch around it, so there's tweaks in that regard, uh, but there's also a new pet that I think is pretty cool that's uh, mixed up in there, and uh, I also think there was a third thing that I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> oh, this, uh, the kind of gimmick of this season. Oh, oh yeah, what are they doing? Cool. What are they doing this, this season? What's the deal? So it's all based on a kill streak. You get your kill streak going, and as it goes up, you get a buff, and that buff has special effects. The higher and higher it gets, okay, um, at certain levels, and it's a really fun one. the The last one was one I really didn't like. I got to play a little bit of it, and you had to stand in a particular spot. It was really uneventful and uninteresting. This one just gives you a cool bonus while you're running around killing stuff and it uh it's pretty chaotic and fun well kill streaks are frequent in that game so i can imagine that you're you're benefiting from that quite often i would imagine uh seems like it would be bo do you do you concur it's uh you're i mean you're in obviously you're enjoying it i've been playing like crazy i did my season journey i'm all done yeah how'd you do that in like a day that's crazy um, well, you know, for all the excitement of the game that's there, the that whole adventure mode game loop hasn't changed much, right? right? right. There's still, you know, get the 70, once you get the 70, get your legendaries, do Torment 10, <laughs> get your gems, once you get your gems, do your bounties, once you've done your bounties, then go do some more rifts, and then <laughs> you get your ancient legends, and you grind your rifts up to 
70 and get your primal ancient and then you get all your pieces and you just go and go and go yeah so i did it so fast how did you how did you power level to 70 did you just rip through that on your own ton i mean Mm. i played more than i should have okay like give me (laughs) just for for people who are like maybe i'm doing this uh, i wonder how many hours it would take how long does it take bo schwartz to get to where you're at because i saw you running torment like I don't know, twelve or something last night or something like that. Fourteen. Oh, I'm know. doing torment sixty. I'm doing the. Jeez. I have top torment on farm. Yeah. And I'm up to the you know, the greater rift level nineties, something like ninety two or ninety three or something like that. And you did all this in about a day, day and a half. Well, it launched on Friday. I was super stoked, so I played on Friday of last weekend, and then I played pretty much all day Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little bit after, there will be dungeons on Sunday. <laughs> And then Monday, um, God rested. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't uh, play any on Monday. And then yesterday was Tuesday, and I played more than I should have in the evening after work. Hmm. And then we're here, and I played an hour before the show today wow. <laughs> while stuffing a hamburger into my mouth because I wasn't really playing. I just wanted to be in Diablo. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's fun. It's fun. It's a little... You know, you're not playing an adventure. There's no story, obviously. There isn't, you know, it's just kind of fun to progress and get the. It's like Christmas, mm. getting Christmas gifts. So you, you open your loot, you see what's in there. It's all crap. You complain your family doesn't get you and you throw it all in the trash, you salvage it. And then you, you know, in real life, you return it for receipts and then get the gifts you do want. That's kind of how it That's kind of what that feels like. Okay. Yeah. I had the it's same fun. urge, but here's what's funny I got into Diablo for about an hour and went i don't know if i want to do this right now but i still had the urge and that was a weird feeling because what it was what the urge was telling me is i still needed a break from the look the feel the touch all of it i needed i needed but i needed that i needed that loop though the the loop was what i needed and so after hammering away at that for a while i went i don't really want to do this then I even got back into um, Path of Exile for a bit, a little bit. And same okay. deal. I was like, I don't really want to do this right now either. But the the loot, I want the loot. I want the, I want that. So what's wrong with me? I kept thinking. Like something's well, wrong with me. Maybe it's just because there's something, end game experiences are not exactly super thrilling because you know everything that's there, right? Like, I mean, it's like a path you've walked down before. Right. right? I, I don't know. It's, it's like you might enjoy it if that's what you want in the moment, but I could easily see. Like I, I feel dumb in a week where I still have games I've bought that I haven't played. I could be back in The Witcher Three that I'm playing this like ten year old game now, you know, just doing the same old stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, and even me, I've got my eyes on Darksiders Genesis. Which oh actually yeah, is I am a too. Top down ARPG. Yep. Doesn't have damage numbers. Maybe it will once the game launches. None of the trailers, um, but looks it looks wicked. Like the art in it looks just phenomenal. It looks really cool. Yeah. I'm hoping this is like really good. Yeah, and it's just kind of a sleeper. Um, so I I'm kind of playing Diablo three, but I've got my eye on Darksiders because I want that new experience too. And and let's let's face it, Diablo four. Two or three years out, it's a ways out. It for a very yeah. long time. Yep, you're totally right. So this is what I did. I kept feeling the itch, and I thought, well, how am I going to scratch this itch? I can't seem to reach it. 
So I installed Grim Dawn because I ter- uh, I heard they they put out what they're calling their definitive edition. But if you already own the game, you just sort of have this patch uh, with a ton oh. of new content, some other stuff. And I went, oh yeah, this is kind of this is what I want to do. And so I'm playing Grim Dawn again. <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. We're all sort of playing loot grinders at the moment, and. Um, the, that thing's really appealing to me at the moment. And I don't know why that one of, of all of them just sort of worked for me. Cause it's not always true. Sometimes it's the opposite. Like I don't want to play that. And I want to play something else, but grim dawn back in my life this week, put some hours into that started a new character. Cause it just wanted to, they have some new classes now. Um, uh, this definitive edition added a whole bunch of stuff. So, did so, you try kill squad yet? No, I have not tried kill squad. Although was maybe it was Reviews you. I was talking mixed. to Yeah. Yeah. What was the deal yeah. with that? Who? What kind of? I forgot what kind of game, I mean, game it is. It's an early access. It's kind of like a sci-fi, like um, I don't want to say like an outer worlds kind of like it's a weird sci-fi modern kind of thing, but it's an ARPG. Mm. It's just full of aliens instead of hell hordes. Okay. Um, and it was it's been an early access, so you know, early access game. Oh yeah, there it is. Not oh, really my I remember yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like um, uh it's like third person destiny kind of um no no it's like it's no, no, like it's isometric right isometric rpg oh, it's just man. the only thing holding me back and you know maybe i should just give it a try is uh you know the reviews have been quite mixed well they were mixed early on now they're mostly positive so it sounds like maybe that's because the game's improved i i don't know well it's an alpha right but yeah i kind of look but at the, this look at this don't show me this this looks good. Yeah. Kill Squad looks the only reason I've I, I haven't gotten it is because it's in early access and and because of the mixed reviews, I'm sort of waiting a little bit just to see how it hmm. develops. It's on my wish list and it looks rad. It's full of cool laser lights and Can you only can you play on your own or do you have to Yeah, uh, so it's it's solo or like it's as Diablo as Diablo gets without being, you know, Diablo. Hmm. As far as I can tell. But I haven't played it, so I, I don't know. But I watched a stream of it. It looked cool. Okay. It's cheap right now. It's on sale. Yeah. Uh, normally mm-hmm. 25 bucks. It is currently 17 It's not cheap. 30% off. All right. That uh, looks I pretty think neat. I, I think I might give that time. And Darksiders is out on the 5th. So. Like, oh, that, that's soon. I just saw that I am uh, apparently now the owner of Grim Dawn, so I will have to try that at some point. Oh, did you just notice so, that? I actually gifted that to I, you today because John, I go, I'm I'm in there look, installing it, and I went, oh look at all my friends that have this game. That's cool. I didn't realize so many people had Grim Dawn, and I'm just looking down the list, and then I said, then I see a list of people who have it on their wish list, and it's a bunch of randos that have added me over time, and I really don't know them. But then I see John's bald head with a bunch of stuff sticking out of it. <laughs> Because you're using some picture on there that's goofy. I can't remember what the deal was. You were just making a face or something. And I went, John doesn't have Grim Dawn. How is this even possible? He would like this game. And it's on sale now. Like the base game's on sale for like $4.99 or something dumb. So I I gifted it to you today. So that's why you have it. You should install it. You should play it. Uh, I will I will definitely give it a go at some point. I think the reason I've it's been a pass on me is I as I think we've talked about on this show, I think it has the worst title of any game I've ever heard. Yeah, you don't like that name. That's held you back from even yeah. trying it. Grim Dawn. Yeah. But, but when you play it, you like... you'll realize it is very it's like it's fitting. It's like a very grim new dawn. <laughs> it's like 
early in the morning and things are looking a little grim. Yeah, it's a little grim. The top review I see here yeah. is why wait for Diablo 4 when you can play the best ARPG ever made. In, mm. That was grim posted Dawn. a few days ago or a month ago, November 6th. Yeah. Grim Dawn is uh it's a thing, man. Um let me let's see the definitive edition, which I have, I guess. Because if you already if you already bought it, you just get it. Um which is nice. They because I supported their Kickstarter like back in 2013 or whatever it was. Like this it's the game or 2015, whatever it was. All the years before they released the damn thing. But um they let's see. Uh so Bo, this is just so you know what they're doing with this new thing. Uh you got the apocalyptic fantasy world of Grim Dawn. Uh this bundle you can uh complete your existing Grim Dawn collection or start fresh. Enjoy all the com- uh, combined gameplay enhancing features and content we've added to the base game and the Ashes of Malmuth and the Forgotten Gods, which are expansions. Uh, this features also, let's see, um, a new character, or you make a new character that includes additional character classes, gear appearance customization with the Illusionist. Oh, it sounds like um, Transmog is what that is. Uh, movement skills. I don't know what that means, but there they are. Uh, equipment skill modifiers. I saw some of that. Additional side content accessible prior to finishing the original game's main quest line. Enter cru- or enter the Crucible, an alternate game mode for quick experience and loot. It's kind of like exper- or, uh, adventure mode, sort of. Like horde mode, or yeah. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's good. It's real good. I mean, these are the guys that made Titan Quest back in the day. There are ex-Diablo people on the team. They're a, they're a big deal. And this is also... You know, this isn't a, it's just a buy it and play a game. There's no, you know, it's not, there's no free to play anything in it. You just play and you don't have to be online to play it. Yeah. It's like kind of the answer all the Diablo people wanted without being dicks because the the dicks all went to play Path of Exile. (laughs) That's, that's too broad. I don't mean to broadly brush all you Path of Exile fans. I'm just saying some of you are jerky about it and you're a little more vocal than most. (laughs) Grim Dawn people seem very nice. They seem very chill and very cool and are just happy to have their game. Um, also, the skill system's pretty neat. And the world is basically Heroes of the Waste. It's basically our, our D&D campa- campaign. So it's like a lot of weird modern... It's, it's apocalyptic, so it's like, you know, lots of fantasy tropes and there's magic and all that other stuff, but it's also like burned out barrels and a building that clearly looks like it used to be a modern thing and, you know, stuff like that. And some of the gear you get is like ancient, but ancient, you know, ancient meaning stuff from now, but in the far flung future of the apocalypse, it's very cool. I like it a lot. And Grim Dawn is a dumb name. I'll give you that, but you quickly get over it because it's a good game. And now I've given it to you. So you have no excuse. You just have to play it. I was also, and I, I don't know who gave this to me. Apparently Steam did. Apparently I also was gifted State of Decay, the year one survival edition. Oh, well that I don't know. I don't think that was me. I don't me. know where that came from, but that's a new item for me. So I got yeah, that. There you go. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's where I ended up planting my loot flag while everybody seemed to be flocking back to Diablo, which is normally, that would have been a natural thing for me to do. I did it last year when Immortal was announced. Of all things, I that got me excited about Diablo again. I went home and played a ton of it. I think we talked about it here. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at on that. Uh, anyway, it's a good time to get in. If you guys are getting in, get in there. See what's up. See if you like it. Uh, also, if you're always thinking to yourselves, hey, Nintendo never has any sales on the games they make. 
It's always other people's games you get deals on. I yep. just installed on sale Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which uh, is a fine side-scrolling Mario game. It's on sale for the first time. So just a little note, if you don't want to pay 59 for their game, I just got it for 41 on the Switch. Nice. I, I still don't own a Switch. I need to do it. I want to get a Switch Lite. Yeah. I think if I were to get a Switch, I think that's what I'd do. Yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah. No I, more concerns with thumb, 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 thumbs. Oh, I'm still worried about it, but I feel like I would just take fine. my chances. I It'll tend to be fine. pretty lucky with regards to that, which I feel like now that I've said that, guarantees I won't be. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Switch Lite seems to be where my head is at with that. I don't know if I want to play it on the tv i don't need to anymore it's kind of like i don't even care and i think this d-pad is great whoops wherever it is on your screen this guy right here uh the sticks are solid everything works great i love it and mine's yellow look how yellow it is it's like pee right. yep really is nailed pee that color no no that'd be no mine's a mine's a mine's blue like the diaper commercials is that normal to be blue like that liquid blue no maybe uh, no. yeah that's normal oh what? good <laughs> you, bro- <laughs> you broke oh, Bo. did i break you no, Bo? i got you in the diaper commercials they put blue on the diapers for some reason yeah blue so liquid like, see how it absorbs yeah I'm, like, I'm not gonna pour water in that i think they do that so that it's less offensive because they probably don't want to yeah put pee on television <laughs> can you imagine a real diaper commercial finally it's just got a giant it's not even a turd. It's like, you know, baby, <laughs> baby shit soup. That's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess just, the, the yeah. blue stuff is just the, is less offensive or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, picture this, uh, you know, um, ants. I don't know. I don't know who these are, but picture like a 50 year old woman and a 50 year old husband. And they're sitting down with all their teenage children, having their meal watching fox news and the commercial starts up they're all sitting there eating their dinner and watching the tv and then a giant baby turd is on the tv it's gonna cause raucous <laughs> all right that's there's cool. a turd on the tv i'm trying to eat here fox news i think that'd be closer to 60 those people not 50 so okay, much 60 it's got to be a boomer who's into fox news the art gen x don't care we don't care we're not into it Hey, a uh, uh, quick note. White Fox SG in the chat just made a point that I think is a good one. There's all kinds of weird sales today and tomorrow. Uh, and for, or Sorry, t- today through Friday. But um, Elder Scrolls Online, which I'm also playing and loving, is currently on sale for 20 bucks. It includes the Elsewhere brand new expansion with all the Dragonborn stuff. It's amazing. Oh. Uh, and that includes the base game, Somerset, Morrowind, and Elsewhere. 20 bucks total. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You should buy that, everybody. And there's no monthly fee unless you want to get bonus crap. You should play that. That's That's insane. That's insane. That's a good deal. There are some really good deals on there. Yeah, there Uh, are. One of my favorite games of the year is on sale heavily right now on Steam, which is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. You can buy it for under $20 as well. And I think that is still one of the best things you could have played this year is it okay so if you were to vote today is it still game of year candidate or is it is that a shoe in for game of the year for you 
it's pretty high up there. Um, I think this new Star Wars game really did some some work to me, did some business, uh, because it's probably the only other game this year that as soon as I finished, I said, I want to play more of that and just started it right back up. Mm -hmm. uh, but I actually did that four times with Resident Evil and... I did it for a little bit with the new Star Wars. It didn't turns out it didn't have the legs that I hoped it would, but it did leave me wanting more. So nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd have to give it more thought, but there's a good chance that Resident Evil 2 was my favorite thing I played this year. Well, here are some other screaming deals going on right now. This is Steam, by the way. Battletech, amazing game. I have this game. It's great. Uh, 66% off for a limited time. Thirteen fifty nine. Total no brainer. You should get it. Uh, City Skyline, 749, Code Vein. Don't know what that is. Some kind of Japanese business, right? Probably, right? Got to be. Anyway, 4199 Dead Cells at 17 bucks. Deep Rock Galactic, where you're a bunch of future dwarves digging into the dirt, doing, uh, doing stuff. It's great. It's a very cool little game. That thing's 20 bucks right now. Destiny 2 Shadow Keeps, only 20 bucks. Gears 5, 29 That game's new. It's 50% off. Grand Theft Auto also 5. free if you've got the Xbox thing, which is one of the things that I've actually run into with the store this year. Yeah, is I keep going in and going, oh, that's a great deal. I keep wanting to get into Dead by Daylight, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, everything's on sale right now. I can buy a bunch of stuff. It's actually on the uh, Xbox Gamer Pass, and you get all of the DLC. Yep, for it's, it. it's all there. So, You're right. Same thing. I keep running into this too. It's weird. These sales have changed because of Game Pass. And to some extent, other services, you know, Origin and some of those at, at times do the same thing to me. Game Pass in particular has, I'm now in the habit of going, ooh, look at that game on Steam. But before I do, and then I'll head on over to uh, the Xbox app and just see if that thing's on there. And like nine out of ten times it has been. So it's such a good deal. It's ridiculous. Mortal Kombat 11's on sale for 40 bucks too. 40? That's pretty good. We've played wow. a ton of Vermintide 2. It's $8. Actually less. It's $7.50. So cheap it, it pains me. Grand Theft Auto 5, which I know is old, but it still sells for, you know, 49 bucks or whatever it is. Down to $14.99 right now. Uh, Killing Floor 2. I hated that game, but whatever. $10. No, no Mansky. $29.99. That's pretty good. And they just did a big yeah, update. We're gonna talk, yeah, we're going to talk more about that in just a minute because that was a surprise. Uh, Portal 2 is 99 cents. That's 90% off. Oh, if you haven't played Portal 2, people. I know, right? How dumb you are you? You can give them no, a dollar. If you dollar listen to the show and you haven't played Portal 2, that is your homework. Spend 99 cents. Try it for an hour. You won't stop. Uh, chat says the ESO deal is great, but don't get it on Steam. I have zero problems having it on Steam. That's where I have it. I do the plus sub on there. It's been no issues at all. I don't know what he's talking about. He's smoking crack. Um, let's see. Rage 2. Now, see, there's another one. Rage 2 for super cheap right now, 1979. You can go get that for on Game Pass. It's just there. So just go get it if that's what you want to do. Uh, so Rage 2 is on Game Pass? Yeah, Sweet. it is now. I think they just added it a couple weeks ago. Or a week it, ago. They've either added it or they announced that it's about to be on there. Yeah. So we're, we'll be there shortly. Few others on here like Warhammer Vermintide 2, which you mentioned. Total Accurate Battle Simulator is pretty insane. Uh, Total War, Total War Rome 2, 
if you're into that sort of thing. But the big one that jumped out at me here is one that Bo sort of turned me on to and I fell in love with, and that is Stellaris. I still go back and just spend time in Stellaris. Mm-hmm. I love that game. Oh, it's such a good such game. Such a cool game. And that's 10 bucks. 10 bucks. And there's a lot of space sim, uh, strategy games, like those 4X. And yeah. They're all good, but I really think Stellaris is the leader. It's combination of 4X concepts, but real-time, uh, you know, not, not turn-based. Not, it doesn't just feel like you're playing another Civilization clone that's set in space. It feels very different yeah. than that. And there's uh, empire management, and with all the expansions and like little projects you can get up to, it gets really involving. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a galactic empire simulator. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you're really into four X's, chances are you've played this and you played others, and maybe you like another one for whatever reason. But if you want, if you just want one, yeah, space strategy game, and you know, Stellaris, Stellaris is, is 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 it. For and it feels so explory. It's what I love about it. I feel like I can send some some ship off to do some auto exploring for me in a new solar system while I'm getting work done at home uh, in uh, the soul system. And then suddenly a thing will come up and go, bling, an anomaly found just off the eastern side of the freaking weird place. You should go scan it or whatever. And it's always like, I feel like I'm in space, man. I feel like, even though it's like this top-down game, I feel like that feeling of expansion and wonder and the music helps. It's just great. Just such uh, a cool you, game. you still play as humans? Uh, I still sometimes do. Depends. I kind of like the grounded sense yeah. that I'm a human. One of the cool things about it, though, is also the, the very wide range of governments and alien species social structures right you can have um you know like slavery is a thing you have governments you edicts you can outlaw slavery you can be Mm pro-slavery um i'm not fixating on the slavery part it's just it really encompasses a lot of different sort of races right like races that are symbiotic or parasitic to other races you might be a two-tier like you might have one empire that has two races and one subjugated to the other but in like a parasitic way sure and like it's also possible for you to to research robot robots like to make your empire more productive mm-hmm. then it's possible for the robots to result and become a sentient race that you have to manage like even as humans you're like oh no <laughs> the robots are sentient and i've got to decide to be good to them or enslave them um and they can rebel and just have their own galactic race too because Hey, they took over. Yeah. <laughs> and it could be robots rule your, your race. It's really, really neat. Um, it's really in depth without being overly complicated. Yeah. They still keep it simple enough that you're like, okay, I can manage my brain around what's going on. It has here. a great tutorial as well that you can you let's say you're playing it a bunch and you do you go through the tutorial stuff and not tutorial stuff, but you have kind of an assistant that helps you and it's voiced and everything. And then you may get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm good. I think I've got all the systems down pretty well. I can turn that dude off. And then let's say you leave for a few months and then you come back. Oh, I got to get back into this game. And you just can't remember everything. You can turn that dude back on. Even if you're way late into a session or a game, he'll still give hints that will be helpful to kind of bring you back online. It's just very cool. I, right. I hope and they... the soundtrack. The soundtrack yeah, so evokes the, that sort of space. Totally, dude. Yeah, it's a really good soundtrack, and there's a voice in there, the, the lady voice they have that narrates you, like, please check the economy window mm-hmm. for information about your empire. That is really good. Ah, everything's good. It's very good. Can't can't recommend it enough. And 10 bucks, it's just like a 
it's the stupidest deal ever. Um, it has Dyson Spheres. Yes, it does have Dyson Spheres. It also has, uh, oh, what was that thing called that, that alien race made Space for- whales? <laughs> does it have, wait, I've never seen a space whale. It's an expansion pack where you can get Leviathans, I think oh. it's called. And there's like space whales and creatures that can, they're beneficial, but maybe they're harmful. Just right. There's literally like 80 expansions. So the time to get that game is when it's on sale and everything's dirt cheap. Yeah. it's uh, You could probably get the whole pack for less than the full retail game right now. Base game is super cheap if you just want to try it out. Don't feel like you have to buy the expansions. But um, yeah, it, you can, I think, harvest black holes at a certain point in the tech structure. Well, you're thinking of it has um not I guess existential threats towards the end. I don't know if existential is the right word, but like like in civilization, you're playing against the other civilizations, right? Right. But in space, crazy you know beings from the 15th dimension <laughs> invade into your space and cause this like cosmic panic that threatens to wipe everything out. And they're random, so you don't get the same one every time you play. They're like. Right, I think they're called endgame threats or something like that, mm-hmm. and they all have a m- dramatic impact on the game, and they're just really out there business. So, yeah. yeah, they go, they really go places. I don't even know what to compare it to. It, it just makes you feel like what space would feel like if I got to go out and be in it. <laughs> uh, it's very good. So get it. Uh, also, if you want to spend five bucks for no reason, get a Steam controller because they're closing them out. This, <laughs> this is it. Um, yep. you will, you will spend five bucks to ship it to yourself cause they're not covering shipping. So you're basically spending as much to ship as you are for the controller. If you don't already have a steam controller, um, but valve is confirmed. They're dropping it. They're done. They didn't go great. They're not making any more and they're not making a sequel to it as best uh, anyone can tell. Oh, so, I had an update from last week's half-life conversation. Yeah. That thing's going to be available cl- cross platform. Mm-hmm. It's not locked. To, yeah, I don't know if it came up or not, but it's all, well. No, I think it got confirmed after we did the show. But you're right; it's on Quest. It's on uh, PSVR. It's on everything. Every VR. You'll be able to get thing. it. You'll be able to get it everywhere. They're not locking it to their console. No, they are and, not. And um, the other thing was all those movement types we talked about last week. They'll all be available according to its site. Mm-hmm. So you can do walk, teleport, blicky blicky, whatever. Um, <laughs> and the other thing was that it is a full game. They come out and confirmed it'll it's as long as Half Life Two. Oh wow. So not a tech demo, but full Half Life Two. When they say as long did they say as long as Half Life Two? They actually said those words. I did hear I heard Completion that as times. well. Yeah. Completion like as long as it takes to complete Half Life Two is how long it'll take you to complete. That's impressive. Without counting the fact that because it's VR, you may just want to hang out in a room and pick up all the objects or read the magazines in it or who knows what's gonna be in the game. Well, now that imagine um, there's an outhouse and you go into the outhouse and then you're like, oh, here's an interesting nudie magazine someone left behind, and you're in there for like an hour. Well, now that like, um, now that they have, or sorry, now that P- the PC link thing is is out for Quest and apparently runs perfectly, I'm probably going to play it there via the PC version, which will be a you know I'll get more fidelity out of that than I would if it was the Quest standalone one, but that was probably pretty good too. Yeah. And that's that's gravy for you because you already own all the equipment. So yep. it's just a game that's going to launch yep. and you get it. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is that they are shipping it for free with new purchases for headsets and stuff like that. Oh, oh, right. Even so if you bought just the controller, I heard. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. So if you just bought anyway, new sorry. controllers or whatever, you can they'll give you the game for free. So there's that. Yeah. 
I wanted to give a little update because I thought there's a lot of excitement about this game. Anyways, but you know, since we're talking about Steam, and I'm just like, oh man. So I don't know why this jumped out at me, but in the chat, no one schmuck or have you say his name is. Uh, there's a gigantic Stardew Valley update. That's yeah, crazy. That. Look at all that stuff. Rearrange. I think there was like 20 new songs or something like that in the soundtrack. That's crazy oh how much stuff they that added. That thing goes for miles. It's huge. And and it's Scott, not just you like your farming game. I man. love farming. And you know what I and I really <laughs> like Stardew Valley. I've I've bought it in three places now. I have it on Switch, I have it on PC and I have Is it, it on my good? phone. Oh, it's great. I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, it's great. It's like you know, I, the only thing I bumped up against was I was having a hard time with the controls for it. I don't know why, but I I struggled with it. I tried controller, didn't love it. Tried mouse and keyboard, didn't love it. And it was taking me a little too long to get into the game as a result. And I ended up falling off of it. Well, but here's some good news for you. I think it, I would like it. Improved controller support is one of the gigantic lists in here. <laughs> Is it really? Yep. Okay, great. Yep. Maybe I will be playing Stardew. I own it, so. Yeah, why not? I'm going to do it. I'm going to patch it and see what's up. I wonder if this is coming to every platform I have it on, but I'll have, to, I'll have to check. But I really, really like games like that, and I like this in particular, and it does feel like there was a lot of, like I'm kind of with you, John, there was a lot of stuff that felt, oh, not clunky, because it worked. It's just... You, you know, there were times you were like, man, this is impressive that just one guy made this game. And then at the same time, you're like, there's some re there in some ways I can tell one guy made this game. And it's just little <laughs> yeah. things like that. Nothing major. Like, it's an incredible feat. The whole thing is just insane that one guy did it. But he's like a millionaire now and has other people and is making multiple versions. And like, it's different now. So maybe this is a big. This kind of update is like, hey, because a lot of the stuff like visual and cosmetic issues uh the bugs list is actually the smallest list most of this is new content like added a movie theater that you can use at night uh added 14 heart events for every spouse added new events and dialogue so they've added all these new clothes tailoring dyeing, 24 new hairstyles including a bald head john john finally that can be represented in the game uh added fish ponds to breed fish and produce fish in oh my yeah. lord all right i'm breed in them I'm, fish i'm gonna update stardew valley after we're done here i do like that game <laughs> maybe it's all maybe the, and maybe the keyboard and mouse stuff's improved too i didn't read on but but maybe anyway sorry that's a side note that's exciting though well done that thing okay steam controller don't get it it's a waste of money <laughs> Quick question with Stardew Valley. Yeah. Oh, let me say one more thing about the the Steam controller, and then and then let's go back to Stardew Valley. Okay, if sorry. it if it had a second analog stick on it, it would still be a great and viable controller, and people would use it. I know that those two disc things are cool for what they were meant for, which is like, oh, I can actually play Civ or some other mousy style game on my TV with this controller. Because these things have allowed for a kind of touchpad experience that works pretty well. And I will agree that they do. But they sacrificed by having a single stick analog controller or control. And that's a mistake. You need two of those. On air, We're talking about the modern era. Everything has two sticks. So to not have a second stick was your biggest mistake there, Gabe Newell. And you should have had two of them. And had they done that, I'd still use, I'd use that controller. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just you 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 hamstrung it by only having a single stick. Anyway, that's all I had to say about that, Bo. 
People weren't ready. Yeah. People aren't um, ready. <laughs> people were ready for one stick. They still like two sticks. Yeah. It turns out. It turns out they <laughs> no, don't I was like just to wondering, because yeah. um, I'm watching some footage from Stardew Valley. Yeah. Seems like you get married and have kids and, you know, live a life. You can you if you die, want. Sure. Like, you can do all you that. You die in that game? Like, oh, I don't know. Or... I don't know. Never got that far. Maybe. Okay. Can you die in Stardew Valley? Anyone in the chat know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I ba- I barely made it in. I didn't even get married. I got pretty far. I had a girl. I had a girl, a lady friend that was. You know, we were we were getting there, but I never did quite get married. Uh, uh, but I do love my. I mean, my favorite part is all the farming and the selling and the getting more money on farming. <laughs> See, I always liked the relationship thing. It could be that. So I played Harvest Moon at a very impressionable age yeah. in my youth. And I distinctly remember, this is an embarrassing story to tell, but we've come this far. Yeah. Uh, I remember playing Harvest Moon and I, I remember, you know, you could, it became a game like go talk to this villager, get little, I think it was hearts. I don't know. This was a long, long time ago. Um, and you would build up a relationship with people in the town. And I remember thinking like, oh yeah, there's this person in town I really like talking to. And then Next thing you know, there's some like weird event where you're in like a hot spring or a hot tub or something under the harvest moon or whatever together with this person. <laughs> yeah. I just remember like not to say that this was the only moment or the one moment, but I remember sitting there as a kid going, maybe girls are OK. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I think there's a part of me that like. There will always be that weird association with these type of games as like, maybe, maybe this is all right. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's okay. Well, that, that actually kind of helps explain why you like the relationship part so much. I just like, I like, uh, the loop of, I planted a bunch of stuff and I have enough money. Now I automate a bunch of that planting and and watering and harvesting. And then when I harvest it, I throw it into a bucket and overnight somebody comes and picks it up and pays me freaking money for it. I don't know. There's something about that that ring that I like the most. It's what I love about Animal Crossing. Uh, it's what I love about all those kind of games. It's a weird. I don't know. I have a weird relationship with these games. It's it's strange. I even care about them at all. But and you can't hire anyone for automation. You you do all the farming yourself. Depends on the game, but in this case, yeah, you're the you're the one. That, well, no, hold on. You can have like an assistant later who does stuff for you. Maybe multiples. I forget how okay, that works. Cool, cool. I never get, that's the other problem with these games. I never get that far because often I'm, I like it when they're really open-ended and sometimes they, I'm, I'm getting content blocked by, you don't have a wife yet, or, you know, you can't do any of these five other things until you get married or until you, you know, make enough people happy. Like the relationship stuff is weird. Uh, reputation. Um, but yeah, you can, <laughs> like the watering, You in the early game, you got to go water every plot with your, with your bucket or that's not called a bucket. What do you call that? A watering can. There you go. A pail, a pail. Sure. Yeah. But in, in uh, later in the game, you can build sprinkling systems that just take care of all that. You never have to do it again. So there's a lot of that sort of progression in the game. Um, I don't know. You can lose your whole life. And like, I like fishing in these stupid games and I hate fishing in games, but I, for some reason I like it in these. Probably because, again, I'm getting fat stacks of Benjamin's, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Way to doctor up the fishing to try to make it sound cooler than it is. (laughs) Uh, The the fishing minigame in this game is somewhat infuriating, but you can get used to it. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, this is a big surprise having her hearing about this on the show. So thanks for putting that in the chat, whoever did that. Have you ever done real fishing? Oh, yeah. Lots of times. River fishing, fly fishing. It's also infuriating. Oh, it totally there was, is. Uh, yeah. There was another game that got a pretty big update today, though. Uh, you want to t- Let's talk about a little space game called No Mansky, which lets you uh, upgrade your ship now. Is that the big gist of this update, or what's the dealio? There's a lot of stuff, and I just, honestly, I only mention it because I continue to be really impressed by how much support and love No Man's Sky gets. Yeah. It's... Um, really come a long way from those early days. And I know there's a lot of people out there that probably think, yeah, good, it needed it. What a ripoff that game was. But, like, seriously, that game has gotten extremely good and is so different. But it's a bunch of little tweaks, but I I think the reason it stuck out to me was that I read it and I was like, oh, these are all great features. I can't wait for them to be in the game. And it was one of those, and they're in right now kind of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can upgrade your ship. So if you have a ship that you really like, but maybe it doesn't have as much space as you wanted, or maybe it's not as uh, good a classification as you might want, you can actually oh. upgrade that stuff directly. So you don't have to maybe go with a ship that you hate just because it's quote unquote better. Yeah. Um, for the building side, they've done some cool terrain editing things to where you can just make flat surfaces, which is a thing that I was bumping up against a whole lot was trying to just eyeball flat surfaces with the terrain editing tool. So that's now default. Um, Done a lot of stuff around building and making it easier to kind of not have the auto regeneration of the world go over the top of the things you've built, which was something I ran into. Added some new VR stuff, new first person for their vehicles that are not spaceships. Um, and then a bunch of other like quality of life stuff, but it's a, it's a pretty big list. Um, and if people are into no man's sky, I would check it out. If you still haven't gotten back into that game since all of the free updates they did, like go back and try it. It's a completely different game than what it was when it came out. You can do first person creature writing in VR now. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. That looks cool. The biggest thing, honestly, is upgrading your ship. Oh, my God. Because my C-Class ship has the most slots in a ship I have ever found. I sat at a station hunting for ships in a system that should have S-Class ships. And anything that's A and S-Class always had less slots. I'm like, why would I take that? Yeah, same. Why why would I? My C-Class ship is the best class ship because... It's got an enormous amount of slots, and it's not like a freighter class. Mm-hmm. It has more than the freight class. It's an explorer class ship. Mm-hmm. So now that I can just upgrade and keep my awesome ship, that's great. And I'm seeing ship salvaging. So I have six ships, yeah. and you actually can't get rid of them. Like, I kind of picked them up along the way, and there's no way to disown a ship. Yeah. Right. And once you're full, um, like, if you do creative mode, you can just go buy ships for nothing because it's just fun. That kind of sucks even yeah. there, even though they, you didn't have to work very hard for them. They're just stuck in some stable you can't control. That's right. Yeah. So ship scrapping is, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so especially good. because I'm a sucker for underwater ships, apparently, because to me there's something extremely cool about diving down to the seafloor and repairing a ship and then it rising out of the ocean. I think that's neat. That is cool. I did that a couple times and wound up with ships I didn't really like that much because I was just like, yeah, let's fix it up. Let's do it. 
Uh, so it's all cool stuff. It made me want to get back into that game and just play again because that game is super good. Yeah, oh it's God, making so much on here. It's making me want to get back in too. Man, this is this is like update day. This is awesome. Synthesis update, it's called. Just so those everyone knows, that's their name for it. And uh, it's out now. Update two point two. Personal refiner. There already was that. Uh, no, 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 no. This, no, no. Built uh, this one that's backpack. built into your backpack. Oh, not one I have to plop out on the. Yeah, so like one of the things is like when you go around, you're like, oh, better take out the refiner again and refine some carbon or some oxygen or whatever I needed. You know, now it's just in your backpack. Just refine. I'm sure it's a small amount, but still. That's a quality of life improvement for sure. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do this list. I'm just just seeing it for the first time, and it's this is a really good list of updates. I think I got the update today. I just didn't know why it was so big. Now I know. And that new terrain editing looks really nice. I mean, before it was just kind of arbitrary, but now it looks like you can actually make it look good. We never actually did any multiplayer in No Man's Sea. No, not real. Not not well. When they finally that hasn't been out too long, but I, I guess I never heard how that actually works. Or wasn't the wasn't the deal that. It kind of ruined. Well, remember the... that I eavesdropped on you playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, there right. was the little spying issue that Bo found. Right. Which I would assume they fixed, or I don't know. Maybe it was a weird thing with your setup, Scott. I don't know if it was an actual bug. But... Maybe they meant to. Maybe that was all intentional. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I'm, this, I am going to fire this up again and give it a look. The ship salvaging stuff well, seems super. I would love to mine uh, salt and ammonia with you both. <laughs> okay just those though nothing else well anything i just okay. mean, you know you'd salt and ammonia you'd mal- you'd, the the base building actually is only interesting to me in a multiplayer environment i don't care about that at all on my own i don't yeah, if you care. come to my base i have a huge um hydroponics lab you can farm materials i guess i never did that there's things you can make for tons of tons of credits that you can just sell in the intergalactic market for yeah. like a ton of money i do that all the time so I made a whole bunch of those biodomes. Yeah. And I just, every day when I log in, I would like farm, you know, like a couple million credits worth of plants. Except, you know, that's boring. And I didn't actually end up logging in after I built the base and made my whole plant. It's just not <laughs> so big I didn't on really bases. profit from it at all. But base building isn't my thing. It's why, it's why Minecraft and I never really got together. Just... You know where I like building bases is obscure, remote, weird locations. And I just build like a, a wooden floor and a recliner to lie in and a teleporter. And that's it. Is your, yeah. John, is your penis, yeah. penis anus or whatever the hell, what was the name of your planet? <laughs> Where's this name? question going? No, the, you, oh. had, you had a qu- planet that was, that was to piss somebody off. And I can't remember how that all oh. went. How did that the drama finally unfold? Troll planet. I don't know. I stopped should... playing right around that time, so I don't know how that all went out. I so should go should... see if he's been back to his base. Yeah. Let's all go together. I mean, we could we could enjoy the penis anus and three. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember what you called it. But it was a Star I don't Wars. I remember what thing? I called it either. It was some kind of Star Wars riff, right? Like a I think the thing we landed on was something to do with socks, but I don't remember exactly what it was. It was a Star Wars-themed solar system, but he had claimed one of the planets, and so you're going to ruin his time by naming it something dumb. That's what it was. You're right. I think we named the planet Poo Socks or something like that. Poo Socks, that's it. 
I knew yeah. it was something with an anus. I mean, an anus is involved in poo socks somehow. That's true. It's true. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, but that's how you make it. If you want to make a poo sock, you better have an anus handy. As the kids say, facts. Yeah, facts. Yeah, that's all it. kids care about these days. I don't like it when they say that. All right, moving on. Uh, facts. Did you, uh, John had a great idea. Talking about games that we didn't play this year that we really wanted to. And I have a list, but it's not that long, actually. For me, it's Control, Modern Warfare, because my son seems to really be enjoying it. And I wanted to play more Gears. I mean, I, the Gears thing is on my hard drive, so I can just do it. But I never did get Control. Was, was when we played the last time you played? Uh, no, I played a little bit more oh, beyond okay. that in the campaign. Um, and then I just, I don't know, I got busy with something else. You know, it's funny. I almost, oh, you guys, this is so embarrassing. Sorry, the side note. I'm playing ESO the other day. And they have this spacious, gigantuan, uh, man because it has player housing in that game. And every zone has a different kind of player housing, and they have cheap apartments all the way up to big, just sprawling compounds that you can buy. And some of it is cheap enough where you can just hardly pay anything for it, or you get it through questing or you know other reasons that you've acquired some housing. I have an apartment in Morrowind that's a that's a freaking just an apartment I got for doing quests, doing stuff stuff for Vivek. Anyway, um. <laughs> So this thing is this big sprawling thing that's out in the elsewhere area, northern elsewhere, I guess it is. It's this huge compound that's like uh, kind of Middle Eastern style. Uh, it's, it's where the Khajiit lives. It's all the cat people, kind of their style, their their motifs and everything. Big, beautiful thing. And I'm like, oh, you know what? No big deal. What is this, 25 bucks? I'll do this. I'll buy enough things to buy this. And let's just do it because uh-huh. it was one of those deals. You just you have to buy the credits to do it. And I go and I look and I started adding it up. It was like a hundred something bucks for this house. Whoa! <laughs> I'm not going to do it because that's ridiculous. I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a house. And also that's unfurnished. I mean, it's pretty cheap for real estate. You know. Yeah. For actual real estate. Sure. But you could have all kinds of like little, you know, RP parties in there and you you can you can furnish it any way you want, and you actually have an option while you're previewing it. You can run around in it before you buy it, and you can fill it with furniture as well. But that oh. was that's a whole nother crap ton of money. I mean, that used to be the thing in the Morrowind, and less so in Skyrim, but still in Skyrim was everybody just modded houses. Like that right. was the thing that. There were a million mods for, well, here's a beautiful house that we have furnished and mm-hmm. put a bunch of things in. And I, I mean, there were hundreds of housing mods for Morrowind and mm-hmm. probably also oh, for yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim has, has a bunch, too. too. Yeah. I think even one of the expansions was focused on making a new player home for you. Yeah. 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 So it, it's always been a big thing in the Elder Scrolls series to have a home and to have a you know, highly customizable home and place to live. It's they really lean into it deal. in this. Like it's, it's, uh, and it's pretty cool because it's instanced, but you can bring people with you. So it's not like it's a big chunk of land where there's a billion houses and you got to go find yours. You just, you know, on the map, you can teleport to your thing and, uh, or you can run to it, I suppose. But if, and you can, and you can own houses everywhere. I mean, they can go nuts and just collect them all, just like a Pokemon deal where you just collect every possible house type or apartment type. Um, but they're, they're cool inside. There's all sorts of stuff. Sit by a fire, freaking 
dance, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm going to call mine Goldshire. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about what we do there. Yeah. Someone, uh, White Fox in the chat says that uh, Wildstar had good player housing. That is true. They did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. They, they currently awesome. have nothing. They're gone. But uh, while they were here, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we went from the sorry. stuff you didn't play to the game you play too are much always of. Playing. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. All right, sorry. So those are the games I want. Of all those that I'm the most interested in, just oh, in the Star Wars game, but it's so new I didn't put it on this list. I'm I'm sure I'll get to that, but I think Control's the one I want to try the most. Um, maybe before the year's out, I, I really feel like that sort of game speaks to me and i and it's weird that i didn't play it so i think control is my big 2019 current regret i think you'll dig it i think it's it's pretty fun Mm -hmm. it requires more attention than i wanted to give a game at the time i was getting into it right you know i i apparently was looking for a diablo i wanted to put something on and watched nailed it on netflix at the same time Mm -hmm. and control was asking for a little more than than what that allowed for so i I think if i go back to it i will enjoy it a lot more but i think you'll definitely dig it all right cool uh bo you have a couple good ones on here but one of them i have good news for you so go ahead and tell us what they are and then i'll tell you the good news well the epic exclusives i've been excited for all year uh that i never ended up buying because epic won't take my money Mm. so uh borderlands 3 and metro when they release for steam i'm looking forward to it i like that you wrote broderlands 3 i like that it's a typo no i like it though because like bro it's got bro in there which is cool you remember maybe a more appropriate title for that (laughs) it might it might be yeah and i have no regrets about not playing that because i just don't i don't know i still don't feel any desire i played so much of two i think i just spent all my borderlands cachet i'm done i farted it all out i'm done with it i think I don't know. I could make a turn. I'm not saying ever, but I just can't get excited. I think Borderlands is one of those games where you kind of look at it and you go, eh, and then you start playing it. That's got like a, I don't know, it's got like a good loop. At least two does. I mean, I'm sure three does I too. I for three, but I, it looks like three's a pretty good entry as well. I just, it's the kind of game that I don't need the hype to be convinced to play. It'll be there when I'm ready for it. Yeah. But. Someone sends um, me, a, it sends me a code. I'd play it today. Otherwise, I'm going to wait until it's on sale or on Steam or somewhere else. So we'll see how that goes. But the other one, Metro Exodus, good news, everybody, Bo. That entire thing, including all the extra crap they released for it recently. Uh, oh, it's on Xbox Game Xbox Pass. Xbox Game Pass now. So you, there you go. Fire that up. Install. Maybe something I get into over the holidays. The other thing that I have to do is finish Witcher 3. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean technically, I said I like 100 too. meg install, kind of still on my pc that i refuse to take off till i finish because i know i want to finish it Mm -hmm. but like i need to i don't know i need to be in that mood where i'm like i'm not doing anything for the rest of the day except this Mm -hmm. the show's coming out on netflix soon maybe you'll see it and get a case of monkey see monkey do and you know what i haven't played because i haven't finished witcher 3 is thronebreaker which I own. Oh, it's cool. That game's but cool. I haven't e- I haven't even launched Thronebreaker because I'm like, oh, it's clearly got spoilers for Witcher. I should need to play at least the main campaign of Witcher 3 first. I can't remember. Is that game a prequel or a sequel or a same time? I don't remember now that you say that. I just know that um, Gwent, I played Gwent for a little bit, like mm-hmm. the, the Hearthstone equivalent. Yeah, and it had characters from you know Witcher 3, and I like uninstalled. I was like, whoa, I don't know what... <laughs> 
this looks like someone I'm probably going to meet in the game. Like, oh, ah, a spoiler <laughs> game. And I realized the game's like, I've been out for like five years. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, it's weird. I'm just like, I have such a slow burn to get into it. But then when I'm there, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really fun. I wonder if so I, I wonder if uh, Cyberpunk will feel like that. I don't know. I hope not. It could. I'm... It took me a while to get into Witcher Three. I, that was another one of those that, like Fallout Three before it, where game had been out for a while before it really got its hooks into me, and I actually went through the thing. Yeah, I think what happened with Witcher Three is I got kind of obsessed with visiting all the question marks in um, Skellige, mm. and that's basically a whole lot of riding in a boat swimming into the water coming out with stuff i'm probably just gonna vendor yeah and and doing it a hundred times because there's a hundred question marks in the damn ocean it's really uh, hard to avoid there isn't it like skellige or whatever it's called is like you don't ever want to leave because you feel like you didn't do it you haven't finished there but technically you sort of have there's just so much side content and that game's also oh, really yeah. good with side content like this stuff's really compelling and voiced and it's not just crappy fetch quests. Like there's real meat to a lot of that side content. So I, I had the same problem. I just never, I never wanted to leave starting areas because I felt like I, you know, left it unfinished. Yeah. And Skellige has that like just gorgeous music. The whole game has gorgeous music. But... Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, Looking like forward to that show. When do we get that? That's soon ish. Right? That's really soon. Yeah. I think it's December. Only a couple weeks away. Yeah. I'm stoked. It's about funny. That. I completely forgot about so many things because of the Mandalorian. I know, right? Like, I'm like, I'm just thinking about Friday. I'm just thinking about Friday. I caught up on, uh, I decided to binge through and, and get caught up on, on, um, Watchmen. And I really like Watchmen. I know there, there are some that people that last episode was great. So cool, man. Like I love these origin stories they're doing. I like touching the old and staying in the new like there's so much to like i i don't know i know that it's divisive they're but you're talking i am a long you know most of the time you think oh these long-term fans of the comic are mad -uh. i'm a huge fan of the source material and i i think it lives on hallowed ground i think it's really important stuff and i love it love it love it um but i really like the show too i like this i like where they're going i like the expanded ideas i like everything about it i just i'm so in on it i mean if you just want alan moore's approval he's not going to like anything they make out of any of his oh yeah no don't ever look for that yeah waste of time yeah Yeah. he's not going to do it i'm sure this is the funny thing too because in some ways i feel like this is his jam they're doing things here that feel alan moore-ish or at least true to his kind of standard breaking ways of writing a lot of that's happening and i and i wish he was more open-minded because i think he might find something there um i don't know i there, there's a lot they have a lot to live up to and how you wrap a thing like this up because it's got lots of crazy stuff but i think it's great man oh. alan moore will forever live as my primary go-to example and reminder that you can love the work someone's done you can respect the hell out of somebody for their intelligence, their ability, what they have put out into the world, and still think they're kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's a good example of that. You know what, John? We could all learn a little something from your from your love hate there. I think that's good. Also, um, I just wanted to make a secondary recommendation on that show for the soundtrack. It's Trent Reznor, and I forgot his part. He has a composing partner now that he always works with. 
But I'm telling you that dude, since starting to do soundtracks for movies and TV, killing it like so good. It's just an amazing soundtrack and um, just really gets under your skin. It's very, very good. And Reznor is, I mean, who knew that Nine Inch Nails would turn into this? It's really, really something. It's very, very good. Uh, he's. Uh, I, I made the joke on Twitter today that I wonder whenever someone hands him a new TV show and says, all right, Mr. Reznor, we'd like you to score this if he says, I'm going to score this like an animal. Get it? Because of that song. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? That song? That one no, song. we got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a bad Twitter joke. Even worse when I say it out loud. All right, moving well, on. Well, I mean, I think that it's an interesting time we we live in with regards to that. I never thought that I would ever be like, oh, man, I can't wait for the next soundtrack by Junkie XL. <laughs> right? He's so good. I love Junkie XL. So, I mean, with Mad Max Fury Road, number one. But everything else he does is also very good. Yeah, like it's surprising where the next generation or maybe current generation of of uh, score, you know, people scoring stuff are coming from. It's it's awesome to see. And yeah. you know, he always did. Reznor's done amazing work with like all. David Fincher hired him for like everything. Like everything David Fincher ever did, movie or TV wise, has Reznor doing the soundtrack. But I remember when he did the Quake One soundtrack. Those were the yeah, days. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Those were the days. All right. Bo or John, I mean. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Modern Warfare. Uh I'm keep hearing amazing things about the mostly the multiplayer um on that campaign and or as opposed to the campaign. Um and I'm a sucker for Call of Duty. Uh I don't play it every year because I, I think Somewhere in the back of my mind, I go, eh, it's, it's too mainstream. I don't like it. Uh, but then I play it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like Call of Duty multiplayer a lot. And so there's a part of me that wants to get into this. And then, of course, I've missed everything on Switch. So uh, <laughs> I've definitely got a lot of regrets with regards to that. But, you know, money doesn't fall off trees. So sometimes you just got to live with those regrets. That's true. I I smell a Switch light in your future somehow. I don't know why. I just do. I think it's going to happen. Just feel it. Well, Has somebody been a good boy this year? Doesn't hurt that I've looked and thought about it a couple times, but I have I have fought the urge. I'm not going to buy it for a while. There's a couple big expenses coming up in my life, so we'll see. I think, I think uh, Mama and Papa Jagger might find a way to finally get the, get the boy what he wants. That's what I'm saying. They got they technically got me a switch a couple years ago. Mm. I said they said, what do you want for your I think it was my birthday. And they said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I just want a switch. And they said, you know what? Go out there, buy a switch. We'll reimburse you. I Mm. said, great, I'm going to do that. I was getting ready to go out and get in my car. And then I did the responsible thing. And I said, nope, you know what? If I had just this money to spend, I would not have to make a payment on my credit card and this would be covered and I would be in a better financial situation. Nope. Mom and dad, I'll just take the money. Thanks. Yeah. And so I get that. It was, it was offered and then that was the end of it. So I get that. This could be happens. the year. Maybe they, it comes back. You never know. Yeah. We'll Th- think about it with this music on. Oh, that gives me a whole different avenue of making money. I know, I'm right? Me yeah. too. Makes me want to sell little green puppets for money. Maybe go in and talk to Werner Herzog and he'll go, 
Listen, you you want to get, go get me the thing and bring it back to me? (laughs) That's a very bad (laughs) Werner Herzog voice. What? No, it's really good. Have you seen the reports about him? (laughs) You do it better. John does a good Herzog. Do it again, John. Let me hear it. Bounty hunting is dangerous business. A complicated (laughs) profession. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Sorry, what happened? Hey, Bo? Warner, what do you, what, what, what do you, I'm ordering lunch uh, to bring in. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want for lunch, Werner Herzog? What do you want for lunch, Werner? I would like a salad, <laughs> but I want it very plain, maybe with a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to kill me. I don't know. And what video game didn't you have time to play for this year that you're going to make time for? There are many games that I was interested in playing, most of them on, on the PC, but I also <laughs> am very intrigued by the Nintendo Switch. Uh, have you heard the reports about uh, Werner uh, being yeah. obsessed with the Baby Yoda? Yeah, though? he loves it. Yeah. He loves yelling, it. Yelling, don't be cowards because they wanted to film a blank one in case they decided to go with CG. Yeah. And he called them all cowards for it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And they, and they ended up reacting. Well, I, I don't know if they a hundred percent did, but they, the practical effects looked so good. They stuck with most of it because they really do. They look amazing. That puppetry is awesome. Plus, you know, CGI where you need it. Oh, that show, dude. Gosh, dang it. That last episode was so freaking John wick. I just I almost cried. Cause think about it. I, Oh, anyway, sorry. That show- There's a lot of implications about that because it's. I mean, I have to. I have to go back and start watching Clone Wars again and learning all about Death Watch all over again. Because mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's a character with the same last name as well, the leader of Death Watch in the Clone Wars. So I'm all like, mm. it could be a tie-in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people trying to figure out what tie-ins might happen here. There with- are a lot of threads that they're throwing around. Well, yeah, because. Dave Filoni is very involved in that series, and he did your Clone Wars, he did your Rebels, uh, he's done all those series, so there's a lot of ties there. Um, you've got John Favreau, who's always been a big Mandalorian fan, he did voices in uh, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I think he was the voice of the guy in uh, this last episode of The Mandalorian, the one who's uh, given our main character a little guff. About where he's getting oh, his best scar from. I, I didn't, think real, that was John I didn't realize that. That's awesome. That it finally, you know, so. this is the way and helped out at the end there. Yeah. No, that's cool with the big with the uh, big he, Gatling he, gun thing. Look, you think that guy? Yeah. I think oh. so. There's definitely an Iron Man nod at the end, right? A little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit for sure. This, the, just the way that it moved was like. I Iron mean, Man. Fa- as far as I'm concerned, Favreau went from guy who makes every other thing he makes is pretty good to guy who I am the most interested in now. I cannot believe how cool his vision is for this. It's really, really great. He's not just flappy or cappy or whatever his name is in Spider-Man. What's his name? Uh, happy. 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 He's flappy? Not- <laughs> flappy. <laughs> I can think of his name. Everyone's favorite Marvel character, Flappy. Right. And then he had a long run on Friends where him and uh, him and Monica were going out. It's terrible. Don't watch it. It's bad. But but that's what I'm saying. Like Zathura, not great. Uh, Iron Man one, amazing. Uh, Iron Man two, kind of bad. Uh, the Jungle Book movie, really good. The Lion King movie, kind of pointless. Yeah. This thing, 
my favorite thing on TV in a very long time. Like he's just a he's weird mix, but when he gets it right, I feel like he's one of us, and it just feels great. And Swingers is a great movie. I don't care what anyone says; it's a great movie. Well, Mandalorian is dead, basically man. a visual of how Star Wars played in my head because I was obsessed with Mandalorians. I was obsessed with Boba Fett and all of that. So it's like somebody is taking what that world was to me and is now putting it in a... 100%. This is Star Wars for me. This is what I always cared about as a kid. All of it. And I'm okay with Jedis. I'm cool with Sith. I'm cool with the overarching drama saga stuff. That's fine. Droids are cool, whatever. Uh, this, But this is the vision that speaks to me the most. It always has. And they're just... They just have me by the nuts, man. Just holding me by both of them. Just squeezing them like little grapes. Just meh. Anyway. Oh, that was a beautiful visual to conjure <laughs> what right they, before they're Thanksgiving. Sque- <laughs> they're squeezing them like those eggs the Jawas like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the hairy eggs. The, oh, the man, hairy mud, egg. mud ripper eggs or whatever they're called. Well, not mud ripper. Mudhorn. Mudhorn? Mudhorn. Mudhorn egg. I, I was really like cooled cheese in that egg. Like, <laughs> you know what it looked like? Do you guys get Cadbury eggs? Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. Kind of looked like a giant Cadbury egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looked like melted butter. White to me. stuff in it. Like, just the yellow stuff. Just melted butter and then just jamming well, it in a little jaw face. It was stringy. Like they were pulling it out and it looked goopy, but then it was like real tight strings, which is why it made me, it reminded me of like, cheese that has melted but has started to re-solidify again yeah. and has, has gone back to its hard form it's like uh, uh, Velveeta Velveeta cheese yeah. is what that was Do you know what it really made me think of though when I watched it mm. and this is going to be inside if you don't listen to there will be dungeons you won't get it but the egg of Fengar that Nash was sent back in time to go find oh right <laughs> I'm like it's the egg <laughs> the, the was having. Yeah, I, uh, they're eating it uh, Holm, Holm in the chat makes a good point. It says, so far, the Mandalorian feels like a great video game. Main quest, side quests, and gear upgrades with a pet slash follower. I mean, you're not wrong. No, I noticed really this, too, true. about it. And it's one of the I think that might be one of the main reasons I love it. The structure of it is is very gamey. And it's why games are so compelling sometimes in very simple ways, because they're just presenting you with that package. And and we like that package and that sh- that that show adheres to it. I don't disagree with that. And I don't see that as a negative at all. Like to me, that's that's a great structure to use. I don't know. Just don't ever stop making that. And if you're gonna make more, like now, I'm more excited about the um the uh, Obi Wan thing way more than I used to be. Like yeah. the the Obi Wan thing when it got announced, I'm like, all right, okay. But they hadn't Mandalorian hadn't come out yet. I didn't know what they were capable of. Now that thing has got something to live up to, hardcore. And I'm also more excited about it than I ever was before. So. We're getting more and more prequely as we go. We are, but listen to this, Bo. <laughs> Bo's all stoked about it. He's like, did you, yeah. did you guys see what I saw in this last Well, the, the difference, Bo, for me is that I look at it and I go, man, I'm so glad we're getting an Obi-Wan series. Not because, like, hey, prequels, but because you and McGregor deserve better. Yes. You brought too much to those movies. John He's too right. good for them. And yeah, he deserves same with Darth now. Maul. You, you, you know Darth Maul's coming back. Oh, sure. yeah. Dude, I'm yeah, having I have sure. a theory about the Guaranteed. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian armor maker lady, I think, is a Brackian under that helmet, by the way. I really do. I think she's got the little bumps for it on top of her helmet. She's got she's got some horns in there. She's got to keep safe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't I'm not saying she's Darth Maul, I'm saying she's Well of Maul the, was in uh, Maul was in Rebels. 
Yeah, well, that's true. I know. Yeah, he's, that's true. He super died in Rebels, though. But here's here's the other thing about all this. Uh, I don't have any problem with integrating some of the better f- things about prequel lore into the modern stuff. That's not a problem. And the Clone Wars was awesome. Like, that was a great series. They get a lot of stuff right. I just think the movies are giant, you know, bum scrapings. They're just bad. So you missed the battle droid then. Oh, no, I saw no, it. No, I, I saw the battle I saw droid. that. That was Those cool. Are, I think battle droids say, are did you okay. say the prequels are like bum scrapings? They, I'm saying the movies are, but concepts within it are, there's some really cool stuff in there. Absolutely. No question. It's just I execution. Think, it's all execution. I think the closest the Mandalorian has come to hitting on topics that are awful from the prequels is they're, they might talk about midichlorians at some point. I hope they're getting not. dangerously close to it with what uh, the the client wants from Baby Yoda, talking about extract all of it. I think he's talking about midichlorians. He may be. That's a canon. That's a no. Yeah, they, but we want to pretend they're not. Yeah, we and want to pretend that never happened. Most of us have agreed that we're going to pretend like that's just not right. True. I and here's what I hope they do. This is how I hope they retcon it. I hope that they in the prequel era they thought that that's how what that stuff was, and it was a physical you know, uh, material that were in the bodies of these force sensitive, uh, carriers, but then finding out in this show that that's just not the case, that they're wasting their time trying to extract something. It really just comes down to the, 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 the kind of creature, the spirit that they are, the, you know, like that matters more. And maybe that race, the Yoda race can be sensitive to this force. That's not a problem. I'm just saying it's got nothing to do with her damn blood because it's a dumb idea. It always Whoa. was a dumb idea. So Werner Herzog, okay, John Wayne, let's do it right now. Let's reenact it. Werner Herzog finds out that, oh, no, the blood no longer, uh, we can't get anything out of Baby Yoda's blood because it all turned out to be bullcrap. So let's act that out. How does that go? Well, that is very, I, it's, I've lost it. It's gone. It's gone. I can't. I don't have it anymore. So you, that, that doctor. It's over. Was- I can the do it for a little bit. The doctor that's there, he has a symbol um, on his uh, sleeve that shares with the Kaminoans, right? You, yeah. You yes. See that? Yes, and I did see that. The, the article's pointing it out because I didn't see it in the show. I missed it watching it. But um, I think I think midichlorians make a resurgence in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I have theories. That's how they're, that's how they're getting. I have theories. That's how they're getting the theorized because it's in the trailer but i don't want to spoil it for people that are maybe skipping it that's how we're getting to the theorized final baddie of rise of skywalker is that what you're thinking oh yes. oh interesting and 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 um there was an article today if you don't want to know anything about star wars you probably should shut this off and you know unsubscribe for a week but um the <laughs> <laughs> don't do that stay in you're good oh yeah sorry subscribe subscribe yeah just stay on don't listen yeah. you don't need to unsubscribe it's too far why yeah. are you subscribing yeah. no, so no stop don't press that button just press pause and all right so um <laughs> the um there was an interview with jj abrams and they were like he's like he said he told people what his favorite scene from all of star wars was and he said it was from revenge of the sith which scene? Yeah. The Darth, Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. Have you ever heard of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, the wise who could you know, live forever? Yeah. The secrets to immortality. And I was like, it isn't an original trilogy scene. 
There is a intrigue. There is a in canon, in current canon comic book that suggests that Darth Sidious is the one who used the Force to create Anakin. Oh, really? It it is not in retcon, but there is a comic book scene because remember they went with the whole like really weird immaculate conception thing with Anakin. Like, yeah, who's the boy's father? There wasn't a father. Um, but then Palpatine in that scene says he could use the force to create life. So hold on. Does he yeah. use the force to like force move a wiener into a vajay? <laughs> yep. That's how it works. No, he just <laughs> he, he agitates the midichlorians. He agitates the midichlorians inside an ovary to produce the baby. Or oh, something like that. no. Midichlorians are not. I refuse to believe it until it happens. I can't do it. I hate it, it so can much. Create, you can create life. I mean. If you can force troll Kylo Ren across the galaxy, you can create life, I would think, right? I mean, they could turn into ghosts. Minichlorians can do anything. They're like yeah. tachyons in Star Trek. I guess so. <laughs> Deep cut. I love it. That's tachyons, pretty good. They do everything. <laughs> they do. They do every tachyons and what's the other one? Dilithium crystals. That's the like the go-to in case you need something. Dilithium crystals and Heisenberg compensators. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Heisenberg compensators. That's Jesse Pink. That's real. I was watching Star Trek and they were like, check the Heisenberg comp- compressor compensator. And I was like, he's the one who knocks. Get it off the ship. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they open up a little cabinet. Brian Cranston's just in there. I am the one who knocks. It's fine. It's fine in here, right? Yeah, now. it's fine. Come on in. We're <laughs> Be a part of our crew. By the way, now that we're just all over the place, Brian yeah. Cranston needs to be on a Star Trek show. Oh, I'd. I'd be into that. I'd be good captain, good admiral. I'm good, uh, okay with Brian Cranston in anything. Really. Yeah, true, same here. True. I was okay with the idea of him growing to a giant size and fighting Godzilla back when you know people were going a little bit crazy with how that movie was going to go. Oh right. Oh, I forgot about that. He was in that in the first Godzilla yeah. deal. Or he the dies remake. really quick though. Yeah, he's not. He's he's Steven Seagal's it right out of there like executive decision. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> We did that for Film Sack last week. It was great. Anyway, um, uh, let's talk real quick. Any of these games on this list, are they, would you, would anyone call any of these a holiday project game? Like a game you're like, you know what? I've missed it all year. In my case, like I'm going to finally sit down and play Control and that's what the holiday gaming time is going to be spent doing. Do you see any of this, any of that happening? Are you just going to Diablo your way through the holidays? There will definitely be Diablo. Because I'm nearing where that game gets super fun, which is I'm at level 70 and now I begin the next phase. Yeah. But uh, so that will happen. But I'm definitely tempted by the new No Man's Sky update. So it could be that. And Scott, you'll be happy to know that I would also say Elder Scrolls Online. Yes. Running for a project game for me. So I wonder if you kind of want to play all of those. I wonder if you go to the, you should go to Steam right now and go to the store and see if. Because you already own parts of that game, see if it gives you some kind of radical discount on what whatever's left. You should just check well, that. I, I hoped it would, but no, nineteen seventy nine is what they're going to charge me for that. And that's for everything. That's yeah, for everything. that's for elsewhere. I think it's just because that's what elsewhere has been discounted to, yeah. and I don't technically own elsewhere. I got gotcha. so Even though I own parts of the package. Uh, that's just what it is. I absolutely double dip on the discount. Adore elsewhere the expansion. It was my favorite thing they've done. I really liked it. Not uh, no no pressure. I'm just saying it was very good. Um. All right. 
Uh, what was I going to say next? I don't know. Holiday so. game. Or oh, yeah, yeah. What do you uh, say, Bo? What do you want to play over the holidays? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm going to play Heroes Ranked, honestly. Oh, honestly, really? Ooh, that's I keep a... getting around to it, but I do want to get back to some Heroes at some point. Yeah, I kind of do, too. It's weird. I needed a break um, kind of mentally from, you know, I was feeling down about BlizzCon really not having a lot to say about Heroes and you know what it did say was just a, a reminder of what was announced the week before on the internet so it wasn't that big of a deal and um i don't know i kind of i just needed a yeah, minute our routine got disrupted we had our you know if we did anything if we did one thing in a week outside of the shows we do it would be playing some heroes on wednesday nights and that sort of fell by the wayside so just really miss it um yeah yeah i mean we, we blame got, kyle supposedly and Kristen. we got Deathwing in a week yeah. And oh, I mean, he's on the PTR now, but so probably a week. new season around that time, if not at that exact same time. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad time to get into it. Yeah. I mean, Kristen and Kyle were so selfish by having a child so that we couldn't play on Wednesdays. And you know, yeah, they really Whatever. ruined it. Freaking really just, you know, always just messing up hero time. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before anyone believes we're t- saying this for real, we don't feel that way at all. I think it's awesome that they're doing this. No. Um, and they need the time, and it's totally fine. Uh, and we hope their move went okay. That would have been... Oh, no, that's this weekend they're moving. That's this weekend. Oh, I hope it goes all right. I hate freaking moving. I hate it. Oh, just gives me gas thinking about it. I'm going to fart on the microphone. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can fart away from the microphone. What's your project game, Scott? Uh, probably Control. Uh, if I had to think of one that is... I don't know, it just jumps out at me every time I look at the list. Probably that, yeah. I just feel like I need to, like, why wouldn't I play that? That's a game I would play. I should totally play that game. But who knows? I oh, may get my... so I may get so wrapped up in Grim Dawn again that I don't I don't come out for three months. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, by the way, just as an aside, I don't know where this fits in the show, but I'm just bringing it up now because we're just talking about games. But um, I did pick up Tabletop Simulator. Do both of you have that? Oh, I do have that, but I've never. I don't think I've done anything with it. Let me just check. I don't... I don't think I have it, but let me look. I was looking into it as a form of like RPG thing, maybe in lieu of Roll20, but it looks really finicky. But there's actually a lot of board games on there we could play, and I wanted to suggest it as like a... Yeah, we could do that sometime. I uh, do, some do not have it. I'm looking right now. Um, oh, this new interface throws me sometimes. All right, so Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, I do own it. Um, yeah, I've it's never... exactly what it sounds like it is. It's a 3D environment game, but um, they've added a lot of DLC to it. And there's a lot of, um, I guess, community stuff like the board game Hero Quest. There's like seven different mods to play Heroes Quest, Hero Quest, the board game from was it Milton Bradley? Oh, the one you've talked about before. How much you like that old game? You played a bunch when you were uh, a kid, or something. Well, I had the coworker who liked that old game. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I knew we had some discussion. Oh yeah, here you are, October 30th. Uh, and forward, Gorath played Tabletop Simulator for the first time. <laughs> Gorath achieved, do you, do you do it? Like, I can see your activity now. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, but, like, I don't think it's, I think it's going to be too clunky for really doing actual RPG tabletop battles in it, because that's why I got it. I was, like, curious about it. Yeah. But I think it's going to be too much work for little payoff. But um, there's a lot of board games in there, and I just that's kind of neat. If we want to play that. board game, we could actually virtually play. But you could toss your pieces around and dice, and you know, just be, just be fun. Oh, look, they've got like 
really traditional stuff too, like chess, checkers, cards, solitaire, yeah, Chinese checkers. Cards. That's like baseline free in there. Cribbage, mahjong, probably. mahjong. Yeah, there's some kind of golf game, miniature golf game in here. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this was capable of all this. Yeah, and oh, uh, also a racing game. I don't know what that does. There's a lot of different things to do in there just for free. Air hockey. Oh, I love air hockey. Have I ever said that before? How much I love air hockey? I don't think we've talked about that. I love it. If I go to an arcade or a place that has air hockey, I put quarters in there in that thing. I love it. Love air Air hockey. It's such a crazy intense sport. I don't know. Apparently, you got to grip it with two fingers in the lip of the thing and and keep it loose. Is that how you play? Kind of, yeah. Are you a tight hold down on the table? checking around i'm the loose the loosey-goosey version of what you described and i got really good at like the flick of the wrist stuff and um played a ton when i was younger and uh i have ruptured multiple like knuckles not the actual knuckles but like this all my skin on my knuckles have been torn asunder multiple times by air hockey because I used to play so much. Of it. Real, real with the puck. Yeah, the puck would like skip up a little bit and hit you right in the knuckle. And but you just kept playing. I, I played once and I was bleeding. I still kept playing. Oh, there's VR mode in this tabletop thing. Cool. Yeah, you can play this in VR. <laughs> That's super rad. I didn't know that. Look so, at that. This guy's playing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of options in there and it runs really smoothly. Um, yeah. Huh. it's pretty cool it's just you know to program your own games is kind of a tough thing to do so it's but they got a lot of content in there so a lot there's a ton of mods there's like an a metric buttload of probably steam workshop stuff that's illegal like they take a copywritten board game and make a mod out of it. <laughs> do you want to play this pot like gloomhaven i think is in there and i'm like did the gloomhaven people know you're ripping their game off a tabletop simulator yeah i wonder but, but you know what's funny is it's so okay it has overwhelmingly positive reviews that's that's good yeah you know what other game does right now john a certain game gifted to you today called grim dawn overwhelmingly Mm, positive yeah overwhelming extremely i gotta be honest with you guys i'm extremely distracted because in trying to look at all this stuff i click my steam profile yeah and apparently i have four perfect games in my library where i have gotten every single achievement but i don't know how to easily see what four they are and it has just unlocked the center of my brain of needing to know what games i was apparently that good at it doesn't say what games they are you can't tell no it just says four perfect games and it gives me an average game completion rate which is a slightly embarrassing where does it say that 26 percent Ooh, yeah where do you get that uh, so I think you have to customize your profile to show it. Like, oh. I think you can pick what your profile shows. And I added a thing called Achievement Showcase. And so it, it says that. But now, I can, as a result, I can't find where achievements are actually held and live. Um, interesting. I have, oh, I have 1,086 oh, Rarest Achievement Showcase. Oh, you can just show off your rarest achievements. Awesome. Huh. Yeah. I my rarest achievements are uh XCOM Enemy Unknown and something called Ain't No Calvary Coming. Uh Sid Meier's Civilization Five, Nobody Expects, something to do with the Inquisition, and Pacifist for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Interesting. What a weird mix. Okay. In my in my rarest achievements, 
There's six that show, which consisted two games. And you guess what games those are. Rarest achievements? Uh, the rarest. So of the player told... base, the least amount of people okay. in that player base have gotten these achievements. Okay. Well, Six I think achievements, told... two games. Okay. Two games. Um, I don't know, man. Um, this wild guess. So we don't have to take a long time. Is it Deus Ex? Is nope. it the pacifist achievement? Okay, nope. that sounds hard. Um this is Steam, so let me think what you play a lot on Steam. Oh my gosh. It might not be the games I've played the most. In fact, they are far from the games I've played the most. Uh that weird game that you guys played recently where you connect to the parts, the weird machine. What's it called? All right, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. You personally knew someone involved with one of the games. Oh. Pretty well. You used to. Not so much anymore. Oh. I used to know him. Oh, yeah, we could fairly, was it, fairly uh, public figure. Okay, like was the, it was it uh, Kingdom it. Kingdoms of Amalur? Yeah, four of my rarest <laughs> achievements are Kingdoms of Amalur. Really? Wow. No yeah. Way. All right. That game is awesome. I I played that. I hundred percented that. It's one very good. It's a great. game. I'm actually shocked that it's this rare. I didn't think that was that hard to get. That's a very cool game. I loved it. I mean, like genuinely, it was actually. It's funny. Those guys didn't develop it. They bought big, huge games who just finished it or were trying to finish it. And and then they rebranded it all and rewrote the script and did all that stuff and made it a game in their universe for what they were eventually going to make an MMO out of. So big, huge games actually gets the real credit. But still, that's an amazing game. It's very, very good. And I'd love a sequel. Oh. It's not going to happen, though. I found one of my perfect games. One of my perfect games, I'm happy to report, is Monkey Island 2 Special Edition. Nice. It's also one of my rarest achievements uh, for Speed Demon, which is finishing the game in under three hours. I love this data. This data is great. I know. My rarest achievement is the second game was Banished. 0.9% of players have this. It's 10-year. Build a town that has a population of 500 after 200 years. Oh, my gosh. That's hard because that game, everyone dies constantly from dysentery and freaking, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Uh, This thing called diphtheria. Diphtheria, yeah. Yellow fever and some other one that's pretty bad. <laughs> that game is just a misery simulator, man. Oh yeah, so but I rough. mastered it. I mastered the misery. Nice, nice work. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that all of that. Yeah. Uh, what What are your rarest achievements? Uh, uh, three kids, and they all like me still. <laughs> Oh, let's see. You with the twenty-six year marriage, my wife hasn't left me. Let's see what else. No, um, I don't know how to tell. (laughs) I don't know how to see it. How do you see? Go to your name and Steam. Yeah, I got that. Frog pants. Go down to profile. Okay, I'm there. Go to edit profile on the right. Got it. Scroll down to the bottom. Okay, I'm at the very bottom. Featured showcase. There's a drop-down oh, menu. All right. Select rarest achievement showcase. Okay, I have 2,204 achievements, three perfect games. Yeah, and the rarest achievements ordered from <laughs> left to right are the pictures. Just hover over them. Oh my gosh, my average achievement, my average completion is terrible. I didn't want what's to tell it, you. What's your average well, the, completion? This, no, I need to you know. know what? This doesn't. This is. This is needs context. I have 1,084 games, okay? A lot of little codes sent to me that I play for five minutes and go, yeah, that's no good. Thanks for the free code, though. I get that a lot, so it's like barely touching lots of games. 
So that's okay, how you'll know. Eleven percent average completion rate. That's because yeah, of that. Fair. I'm sure you get a lot of free stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, don't I, I give you a handicap in the competition. Okay, my best ones are Drawful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's uh, your rarest achievement on Drawful? Uh, it's better to be liked. Zero point two percent of all players have this. Whoa. Wow. Uh, another one is we like to watch. Zero point six percent of players have that one. Uh, Space Tyrant is another one I did pretty well on. Tools of War, 3% of all players have it. And then Starport Gem, Gemini 2, something called Bookworm, 3%. Rocket League, 5% of players have one in Rocket League called Throwback. I don't know what that is. Wow. Click it. And then Doom, the recent Doom, 2016's Doom, 5% of players have it. It's called No Rest for the Living. And it is... What does it take to get that one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this says so much more about how crappy the map thing is. No rest for the living as I have played five published snap maps. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. That's ridiculous. Wow, we just revealed how much of a failure snap map was at getting players to play it. That's ridiculous. That's so sad. So in the 5% of all the people that bought Doom yep. on Steam... Only five percent of them stuck around and played five yep. or more maps. Yep. Snap map. Isn't that crazy? That's a, that wow. that's a, that makes me sad. I don't have that achievement. I'm pretty sure I've played one. I played a bunch because I liked the creativity going on, but uh. I just, I mean, that means that I'm 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 there's less of me than I thought there were. I thought maybe there's more people than that playing. That's what do you guys small. have for when you do your favorite game? What is it? Oh, uh, favorite game. Mine says none detected. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, same here. None detected. Oh, maybe you have to write yeah. it or something. You select. Your oh, yeah, game. that's that's something you pick. Oh, okay. I thought it meant the one you maybe you played the most. I wonder if it does that. Does it do that? There's salience. No, that's not. There must be a stats one here. Hang on. Huh. I love data like this. Custom info box review showcase. Yeah, I guess when people just drop in your profile, they can see your just something kind of cool that you show off to people that you do it. Most of the stuff is empty except for the achievement. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it on that because it's pretty cool. I got some cool. Well, I'm glad I don't care about metadata like this. Otherwise, that 11 percent would bug me. But I have a thousand I have a thousand eighty six games. There's no way I'm gonna ever go play them all and get a percentage better than 11. No way. There's some I games. apparently have a rare achievement called Have a Reality Climax. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All I, all I had to do to get this one was complete all instances of Professor Genki's super ethical reality climax. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that Professor is. Genki's <laughs> yeah. reality climax? It's from Saints Row the Third, oh. which is a fantastic game and everybody should play it. Saints it's Row the Third uh, is amazing. That's why it sounds raunchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That game is great, though. John's right. What a great game. Sure. I like 4 okay, but 3 was amazing. 3 is so good. High watermark for open world satirical masterpieces. It's very good. Uh, all right. I guess that's it. Oh, uh, let's do this real quick. Whoops. Gosh, dang it. I got the wrong thing to click. And I'm, burp, and I'm burping at the same time. 
Uh, we've been playing some games. I talked about Grim Dawn to death, so I won't do it more, but I am playing that. And Red Dead 2, still doing that. Uh, quick note, that is out on Steam next week. So for those who were holdouts on uh, the Steam version of Red Dead 2, that is coming next week to Steam. And I'm really having a good time. I got to this amazing story point that I didn't get this far on the console version where I got to burn down an entire plantation, and it was awesome. Uh, I just love that whole sequence. So, yeah, that thing's got its hooks me pretty good, and I will see it through to the end. But Steam won't track it because I have it through the other their launcher. Well, that's the other thing. I've got games, like think about all the time we spent in, in uh, the Blizzard launcher over the mm-hmm. last <laughs> eight years or whatever long that thing's been around. Think about how many stats are over there that aren't part of the Steam profile thing. Like, Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to think about it. If you go into Diablo 3 to your Hall of Heroes, you can hover over them, and they'll show you how many hours. And I think I had 1,000 on one character. Oh, my gosh. One? Back whoa. When, wow. One character. Back when, back when Reaper of Souls launched. And that's before I knew any of you guys. Yeah. And I, I may not have been employed at the time. Mm. And I spent, you know... A lot of time playing. Hundred hours. Four seasons. Just a lot of time playing Endgame. That is four days. No, that can't be right. One oh one hundred no, hours. Thousand per... hours is like oh, a thousand hours. Hours. Sorry. Okay, so thousand hours time or divided by twenty four. So that is forty one days, sixty six minutes, or hours rather. Uh, forty. Sorry, forty one point sixty six days. You played one character. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was my hardcore character that eventually died. Oh, 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 gosh, that sucks. <laughs> that's why I can't do it. I just can't. Now that I've seen a number like that, that's, you know, uh, I died because I had rubber banded disconnected and got killed by a pink unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> I still go play my wizard more than I do anything else. I love that. Did it really die? Wait, I'm no. sorry. That went right over my head. You died from one of the unicorns. Yeah, it was Pink Unicorn. It's still in the game. I'm going to load up Diablo now because it's I'm in the Hall of Fallen Heroes. Uh, when I get there, I'll let you know. But it says what monster got credit for the kill. God's credit. That's credit. <laughs> <laughs> Takes credit for the kill. And I'm just getting it open there. I'll, I'll Which one of those monsters got credit for my death? <laughs> I just That I just makes me sick. Ugh. And that was before Paragon levels. That was just grinding gear. And- yeah, yeah. Playing. I remember Hang those on. days. But I've played a ton of Diablo. And that was just you doing replays of the story on different torment levels or hell yeah, levels. Yeah, just trying to play uh, harder levels. Yep. Yeah. Slain by Pink Rainbow Unicorn. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't it wasn't a thousand hours on one character. That was 146 hours, 52 minutes on that character. Okay. That's not but so bad. I think total combined was a thousand. So I, I misspoke a little bit. Oh, there. Okay. Whew. I feel a little less bad about that now, but I don't want yeah, to know what my slash. Me played. too, actually. I'm, I feel, yeah, you should feel I'm better happy. about that. I uh, I don't even know what I've done on my wizard, but I know it's a ridiculous amount of time, and I would be embarrassed if I saw it. But uh, I only have one character in my Hall of Fallen Heroes because I've only ever tried it once, and it was uh, time played twenty eight hours thirty minutes, killed by a arcane century. Wow. wow. That's better than a <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> Pink rainbow u- unicorn. That's yeah. what it says here. I mean, the thing is, those were, it's fun to laugh at it, but those were hard. It's not like they were any less hard. They were hard creatures to fight at those levels. So regardless of what uh, form I died to in. a DC. 
Yeah. Nice job. They weren't hard at all. Anyway. They were enough to kill me, but. <laughs> uh, also, the other big complaint around the house is the Red Dead 2 has made me uh, use a southern accent again, like I used to get when I would, when I was in Mississippi, and I do tend to get one when I'm around that accent, and it just comes out of nowhere. I can't explain it, and it just is natural language for me, and it's been happening around the house, and everyone's sick of it. So when I beat Red Dead 2, they'll all rejoice. That'll be a good time. I thought they would have been mad about your screaming at the top of your lungs Irish accent. Oh, that yeah. That game makes you do oh, my gosh. I had the most. This is a spoiler, <laughs> I guess. I can't say it. I don't want people to be spoiled, but I can't yell that name. I can't yell that accent. Oh, anymore. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm really bummed about it. Like, legit bummed about it. Not that I can't do it anymore. I mean, I really was kind of getting drawn to that character, and I am. Oh, well, I you've. Okay, we'll move on. Yeah, we, we I don't want to blow this anymore. Later, yeah, but that game. No, wait. You know what? That game's been out for a long time. We're allowed to talk about that game. That's yeah, true. You go ahead and spoil it. It's been I... out for a year. Sean gets killed yeah. in a gunfight, and it really bugged me. And I felt in feelings. a really unexpected way. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like it's just sudden. It's brutal. Yeah. It's Is really Sean sudden. The character you play as? No, he's a part of our gang. He's an Irish guy. Okay. who's just really Irish. Hey, hey Art Morgan. He's just always yelling, just being all pissy, going, ah, those effing buggers are out in front of the thing, you know, like just that kind of accent. I love it. Anyway, he got killed in a real gnarly way, and I was bummed out. Like, that just bummed yeah. me out. I was like, I haven't felt that way for a while in a game. Games games are sometimes good at that, but it's been a while, and Red Dead 2 is getting me where those... uh where those emotions feel uh, attached to him, eh? Yeah. There's a few characters like that. If they do anything, if Charles gets hurt, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, Charles is pretty great. He's too. great. I also like um Lenny. If somebody if something happens to Micah, do not care. Hate that guy. He sucks. <laughs> but that game's very good about about that character stuff. And they've always I mean, that's that's what Rockstar does, but it's just I love that game. I really do. Uh, John Diablo three and oh wait, I thought you beat. Oh, you playing? Are you playing through Fallen Order again? I I was. I've stopped. I was going through on Jedi Master, and it was fun. It was definitely more challenging. But the the biggest problem with that game, and I actually, it's funny enough. I saw Kotaku do a write up on this, and I couldn't have agreed with it more. That game has a really cool world to explore, and sometimes you feel very rewarded for going off the beaten path in it. And it's just like, oh man, look at how cool this thing is. And at the end of all your trials and explorations, it's like, you've got a new skin for your ship. Mm. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was really worth this. Like, the journey was good, the destination wound up sucking. But then the other problem is there's no new game plus in that game. So if you start over, you don't have any of that stuff unlocked. You don't have access to any of it. So it just kind of makes the whole like I'm getting items really feel arbitrary. And so I was very excited to dive back in and play more of it because I just loved that game so much. But it really just doesn't hold up on a second playthrough unless you just want the challenge. Um, that's the only reason to play that game a second time. I heard it's a little hitchy on the PC version. Did you find that to be true or no? It it definitely was early on. They've done a couple patches and it's gotten better. There were still some places, depending on what was going on, where you could notice a dip in frame rate. But um, generally speaking, it's it's gotten a lot better. Most of the issues that the other systems have, the PC it avoids. But 
um it's definitely got some technical issues mm. um but i think a lot of those have been patched out um and honestly the truth is uh I feel like I need to put that as a disclaimer anytime I talk about the game. But for me, I was having such a fun time that I didn't care about them because I could have even made some changes. I could have played not on the big widescreen mode and it probably would have run a little better and a little smoother. But I didn't want to do that. I could have bumped the graphic settings down a bit, but I didn't want to do that. I was just having so much fun that I didn't care about it. But for some people, that's very important. I've heard that from a lot of people. Like the, the fun factor of that game outweighs its weaknesses and its problems. Yeah. So that's a that's really good to hear. That's another one I need to play. I'll put that up next to Control, which ironically has a lot of Force-like power in it. So I guess the two Force games I'm into. Yeah. Uh, Bo, Diablo 3. Anything else besides that? I know we talked about it, but playing that's anything it. else? That's been my week. Diablo 3. All right. D&D. Diablo 3. It's like brand new again. Whoops. That's a good question. All right. Quick email from Justin who wrote in. He had uh, subject is core question about Half-Life. He says, evening core team. First, thank you guys for putting on an amazing show. Scott, Bo, and John are the highlight of my week. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's actually sweet. really nice to hear because. Yeah. It like, helps. You need feedback like this. I'm I agree. Actually, I'm actually really grateful because this is still, I don't think we're in beta anymore, but I'm still kind of. <laughs> I'm still feeling things out my comfort level, so I appreciate. Yeah, I do too. Hearing that you enjoy the show, actually, our transition, our yeah. transition from from the heroes thing we were doing to what we do now has, been, you know, it's not without its its bumps and bruises, and it's always nice to hear good feedback. So thank you for that. It says you guys are funny, intelligent, honest, and joyful about playing games in a world where most video games and news outlets are either soulless corporate mouthpieces or doom and gloom naysayers. Second. Half-Life is a hot topic right now, especially given the last week's show, and I wanted to ask a question. For a person who has never played or has any interaction with anything Half-Life, which iteration of the franchise would you suggest as a starting point? Sincerely, Ethereal Visions Studios in the Twitch chat. Well, Justin, a.k.a. Ethereal Visions, um, I would actually say get that, what's that remake called? Uh, Black Mesa. To Black Mesa or something like that. Yeah, I would actually try to track that down because it's basically Half Life One remastered into the the way better Source Two engine, um, and it's good. It's really good. In fact, it was so good that I think uh, Valve bought those people. It was originally a mod. Oh yeah, it's called Black Mesa. That's oh yeah, there was what, an that's official what one, right? Steam. And that's I have never played Black Mesa. I have. It it's was beautiful. always in. Actually, it still is in early access. My understanding is they are still trying to figure out how to put Zen into the game, right? Uh, with good reason, because as much love as we all have for Half Life, that last couple stages is bad. Pretty it's bad. Extremely bad. Yeah. Um, that game does not end on a good note. No. But. Uh, I, I think that's a good idea if you if you struggle with the modernness uh, of an old game like Half-Life. But I will say this right now you can buy Half-Life Complete, which does not include Black Mesa, but it gets you Half-Life, the expansions, uh, the sequel. Oh, it does give you Half-Life 1 Source, which is nice, because then it's at least in the Source engine. Yeah. Uh, it gives you Half-Life 2, all the episodes for Half-Life Half Life 2, um, and it's... Oh, I just closed it. Is there it's, that weird uh, DLC? The, $7. Oh, 7 bucks. jeez. Yeah, I would totally for do all. that. 
I would totally do for that. all of that. Yeah. So I would buy that and I would start at the beginning and just see what you think, because for me, I think Half-Life holds up I in my too. head. At least I think yeah. it's still good, uh, but it's been a long time since I've gone through and messed with it. I actually should. You know what? I should go through and play. Half-Life. You should Freeman and you should stream it. Gordon. Gordon, get in here. Go- you're late again, Gordon. They're waiting for you, Gordon. I mean, I will in say. The test chamber. <laughs> yes, Bo. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, Half Life 1 and 2 are dated if you're used to today's games. It'll be. Yeah, they're old. It might be, it might be tough playing it. Like the, It might be hard to appreciate what made them innovative uh, in their aesthetics. Maybe. Maybe. Well, it's because you played one still holds up because you played so much that was in, the, the the others have iterated on what yeah. Half-Life did. So it's so it's I think it's still possible to see it for what it was in the time that it was. I mean, 98 is a long time ago now, but the, you know, Half-Life 2, not that old. Um, it does. It still does some really impressive things with physics. Came out, what, 02, 03? Something like that. Yeah, that uh, uh, 2004. Four, okay. What is it? The Ravenholm chapter? Is that what it's called? Ravencroft? Yes. Ravenholm? Raven, Raven something? Crest. No, Ravencrest is the Mandalorian ship. Do you guys know that? You knew that. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes, yeah, the Raven. No, I didn't know the name of a ship. Oh, sorry, Razorcrest. Razorcrest, not Ravencrest. Razorcrest. Razor is that the name of the ship or is it the model of the ship? It is the name of the ship. And you hear it in the first episode, a little fish man. Uh, with the gills and everything, he he says, "Ooh, Ravencrest." Or no, yeah, no, but he wouldn't know the name of the ship. That would be the model. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it's like the make, or something. I think you might be right. But it, yes, it's Razorcrest is what they they call that. And so when Ibbot's doing a 3D print of it, he found uh, all the 3D files he's finding are called that are called Razorcrest. So maybe it's just a kind of ship or make of ship or something. I don't know. It's like a Firefly or something. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What, what? Where did I? I didn't mean to do that. What was it you were saying? Somebody was saying. We're talking about Half Life Two. <laughs> oh, right. right. But how did that turn into us talking about the Mandalorian? Oh, because you said the Razor Raven Crest. Oh, yeah. Right. That stage. Yeah. The Raven something. Raven whatever. Raven home. Raven loft. Oh, I know what you're talking about in the first one. Yeah, the place that they keep talking about where they're like, we don't go there. And then you go there because of yeah, course you that's do. where all the face huggers and all that crap goes. That's when you first really yeah. get into that yeah. part still holds up, I think. I'm saying that like I played it and I didn't recently, but no, no, no. There, there's some cool stuff in there, like the, the, the vines that can trip you up, stuff like that. Like it's all kind of kit and caboodle if you're playing like a, a horror game right now. You know what I mean? That's yeah, probably I'm sure there. that was in Resident Evil Six or Seven, right? Yeah. They say Ravenholm. Chat Ravenholm. room is calling it Ravenholm. That so. sounds very wowish, but I guess you're they're right. Ravenholm. It's the first place you really get to play with the gravity gun and use it as your primary weapon. There's a lot of zombies. There's a lot of traps. It's very dark. It's very scary. It's a very cool stage in Half Life Two. It's a lot better than the riverboat. Oh, I hate correcting. I, like. I hate correcting people. There's some arguments in the chat about the origin of all this stuff. This just means I'm old. But let me tell you where all this stuff came from. Okay, so Team Fortress, originally a Quake mod, Quake One, uh, got worked on, iterated on, built built upon, and then Quake Two had a version as well. Eventually, after Half Life success, the team behind Team Fortress was hired, and the name procured by Valve. They brought them internally and they started working on Team Fortress officially. 
It went through a bunch of iterations, including like a modern warfare looking thing. And eventually they made uh, a Half-Life 1 mod. Or was it a Half-Life 2 mod? It's Half-Life 1. Half-Life 1 mod. Team Fortress Classic. That is what I'm talking about. Classic, yeah. So Team Fortress Classic was very popular and was being played on in Half-Life, the original Half-Life. Then uh, they started work on proper uh, Half-Life, or sorry, Team Fortress 2, which is what we have now. I mean, it's things have changed with it a little bit, but it's essentially the same game. That was like 07, and it shipped originally with the orange box, which included Half-Life uh, 2, uh, Portal 1, in fact, that was the launch of Portal 1. Portal 1 was yeah. originally in that package, and you can get it for consoles as well as PC. It was a 360 PS3 and cons- and a PC combination. And then, uh, so TF2 was in there. There was one other thing in there. Yeah, I don't think anybody remembers the other thing. I think everybody remembers Episode 2, Portal 1, Team Fortress 2, and blank. Yeah. So Stoic Squirrel is saying, well, it was a Half-Life 1 mod, but still a totally different game. Well, yeah, Half-Life 1 is a totally different game, but the concepts are still there. You still had the Dem- Demolition Man, you still had the the Heavy, you still had all those all those character classes. That stuff is all carried through to, to TF2, um, which, I mean, if I was Valve, and in light of Overwatch's success and other stuff, I'd be making TF3, but I don't know why. They're probably not doing that, is my thinking. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe they are. I mean, they kind of surprised us with this one too. It looks like it's coming out really soon. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, in the middle of all that, Counter Strike happened, and I played the hell out of that mod. And that was also Half Life One. Half Life Two got a version of it, but Half Life One is where it started. And I spent billion. I swear, it feels like billions of hours playing Counter Strike at my the office I used to work in. On our freaking Pentium ones. Counter Strike was always the game I'd see when I go into cafes or computer shops and people were playing on lands. It was always Counter Strike. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. It was very popular. Playing Dust, the Dust Dust yeah. Two Dusty D E. What was it called? I forget. D E underscore Dust. That's it. D E underscore Dust, which is yeah. still the basis for a couple of Dust uh, layouts they have in the current game. Anyway. I think Counter-Strike was the game I was the best at at the time it was popular way back in the day. I mean, it's still popular and I'm garbage at it now, but back in the day when I played it every lunch in high school, we all went to the computer lab and just played LAN (sighs) Counter-Strike against each other. I got so good at that game that I would get banned from rooms because people (laughs) thought I was cheating. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. There's something special about those days when our ecosystem was smaller. Now, if you want to think you're good at anything, there's a streamer who's always just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're yeah. right. You're right. It doesn't last very long. And I, yeah. It's a, it's, I have a tinge of sadness in that particular nostalgia. I used to have that feeling about games, too. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I suck at all games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I generally There's feel. someone better than everyone. That's just how it is. Anyway, thanks for the email there, uh, Justin. That's what we'd recommend doing. Let us know how it goes. We'd love to hear. And uh, you can do that with a follow-up email. If you want to be like Justin, send us a message. Go on over to frogpants.com slash core. There's a little button there that says contact. Super easy to use. It comes straight to us, and we're happy to read your stuff right here on the show. You can also find us on Twitter, John underscore Jagger. You can find me at Scott Johnson, Bose at Bo Schwartz. This show is at Core Pod. And if you're feeling real lucky, you can see uh, send us a voicemail. 
That's over at 801-471-0462. That's the number, 801-471-0462. And most importantly, this show is funded entirely by you and your generous donations to the show via our Patreon, patreon.com slash core show. That's right, patreon.com slash core show. Lots of great levels and cool stuff to do, so go check it out if you haven't. And huge thanks to everyone who already has. Again, that's patreon.com slash core show. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the States. Before we leave, words of wisdom from our co-host here. John, what do you want to leave people with? Uh, Hey, gather around some food, whether you celebrate the holiday or not, and take a moment to be thankful for all the things that are good in your life. I'm sure there's at least something, and if there isn't, look forward to that first thing coming soon. Wow, that's great. That's a very positive thing you, you did there. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Bo, no pressure, but what what word of wisdom do you have? Uh, nope, I'm not going to follow that up. Just going to wish every one <laughs> of my American friends and listeners to have a happy Thanksgiving. I thought you could say, I'm not going to fall for John's uh, trick or something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for this, so I'm just going to say, have a great Thanksgiving. No, I uh, that's awesome. And uh, we, we wish the Canadians would join us in our turkey eating because you're just right there. You're just right there. Look right up there. Yeah. There they are. Stupid that we're so far away because really we're not. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching and listening. We'll be back next time with a brand new show. Should be next Wednesday. Until then, for me, for Bo, for John, we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. China. It was like a hundred something bucks for this house. Whoa. I'm not going to do it.